Welcome to Jesus Loves the World podcast. For more information and free resources, visit our website, jesuslovestheworld.info. Be blessed, empowered, and transformed in Jesus' name. Throughout history, God has beckoned humanity to come to him. That is to receive him and his eternal rest of salvation. To come and enter into a covenant relationship with him. Walk with him. Do life with him. And make our home with him. As his desire is to make his home with us, he does everything for us to be able to be at home with him. It is God's heart desire that no one should perish. So God comes down to us and invites us to come to him. He reaches out to us and simply says, Come. No matter where we are at in this life's journey, he says, Come, as there is always more with God. He continually beckons us closer and closer still. For us today, let us open our hearts and minds to hear what God is saying to us collectively and individually. Revelation chapter 22, verses 12 to 17. And behold, I am coming quickly, and my reward is with me, to give everyone according to his work. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are those who do his commandments, that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates into the city. But outside are dogs and sorcerers and sexually immoral and murderers and idolaters and whoever loves and practices a lie. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright and morning star. And the spirit and the bride say, Come. And let him who hears say, Come. And let him who thirsts, Come. Whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. This is the resurrected Jesus, who came to earth, lived, died, and is now ascended on high. In verse 13 he declares, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end the first and the last. This is how Jesus, the resurrected Christ, introduced himself at the beginning of Revelation. Revelation chapter 1, verse 8. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. 
Only God is eternal. That is, he was, and is, and is to come. Jesus reveals he is the eternal one who became one of us, who is now in his resurrected human glorified body. He always was and is and will be fully divine. Jesus is above all time and space. He reigns above it all. And he declares that he is coming back. And when Jesus the Eternal One speaks, it is so. Not only is Jesus coming back, but he is coming without delay. When the gospel has been preached to the ends of the earth, and all who will come to God have come, Jesus will return. It will be at the appointed time by God the Father, a sudden event that will occur without delay. Jesus makes it very clear that our reward, that is, all those who have said yes to Jesus and given their allegiance to God, is God himself. Jesus states, my reward is with me. The word that has been translated as me is the same phrase used in the beginning of the New Testament that describes Jesus' first coming as God with us. That is God himself with humanity in Jesus. After Jesus' human life, death, resurrection and ascension into heaven, God is still with us. He is with us with his spirit, his spirit that dwells within every believer. In Jesus' second coming, when he returns to earth in all his resurrected glory, our reward is God himself, where we will be physically together for all eternity. All eternity with Jesus in his glory and with God the Father. For us in time now, we have that intimacy of God with us in his spirit, in his spirit that dwells within us as he makes his home in us, and we can live in the confident expectation of Jesus' return, because when Jesus speaks, it is so. Jesus, the glorified Christ, promises that he will give everyone according to his or her works. This word that has been translated as works was first used by Jesus when he preached to the multitudes about those who receive him, and that they are to become the light of the world. Being a light unto the world is the outworking of God's salvation and transforming work that he does within us. Having received Jesus, the divine light, and Lord of our destiny, we receive his light. But it is a daily journey for his light in us to shine to the world. A daily journey of surrender of self-will to that of the Father's will. Receiving more of him. Taking a moment to remember who he is and what he's done for us. And who we are in him. He transforms us. It is his light and love in us. His transforming work within us that shines his light to the world. 
all his transforming work within us is to the glory of God our Father in heaven. The first time this word that has been translated as works is used in the book of the Revelation of Jesus is in Revelation chapter 2, verse 2. This is where Jesus talks about intimacy with him as being the first work. This intimacy in relationship with God is for us now and all eternity. To know and experience him as he calls us to come closer and closer still. This intimacy with God is all a work of God. As we simply each day take a moment to surrender and receive from him. As each day is a new day to experience and know him more. And when Jesus returns, intimacy with God will be experienced not just spiritually as we have now, but physically, where we will be together with God for all eternity. But for now, we have the incredible honour and privilege of spiritually knowing and experiencing God. As we are living in these mortal bodies, in this world damaged by evil. Jesus also mentions in Revelation 2 that unless intimacy with God is the first work, the first love, that is Jesus, then all other work is meaningless. A good work done that is not from God's love within us, nor led by the Spirit, is meaningless and has no eternal value. Conversely, a good work led by His Spirit, out of the transforming work that He does within a surrendered heart, will carry much fruit. God is always working. He is the one who does the work. We are the ones who surrender our self-will and receive more of his character and heart's desire. In Revelation 22 verse 14, Jesus states, Blessed are those who do his commandments, that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates into the city. The word that has been translated as do, that is do the eternal one's commandments, Jesus also used when he walked the earth as a man. It was before he went to the cross and sacrificed his human body. Jesus powerfully linked do with abiding and letting God produce the fruit. John chapter 15 verse 5 I am the vine. You are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. The word do on its own can also mean abide. But here Jesus is making it very clear he is using the word do in reference to abide. The emphasis of what Jesus said here in John 15 is, In me. In me means a deep abiding fellowship of intimacy and love with God, receiving more of his character from Jesus. 
God who became one of us. The writer of the Gospel according to John and the book of the Revelation of Jesus are the same person. It is beloved John, the apostle who knew the love of God. John heard and witnessed Jesus saying many times, Receive me, and you receive eternal life. So the first work, to do Jesus' commandments, is to receive Jesus as Saviour and Lord of destiny. With accepting Jesus and his sacrifice of his life on the cross for us, we inherit his identity. That includes the right to eat of the tree of life. That is Jesus' eternal life. We inherit his righteousness or true justice, his victory over death, sickness and selfish desires. And on that day when Jesus returns, we will be totally transformed with our resurrected, glorified bodies that never get sick, never wear out and never die. In that state of glory, we will eat freely of the tree of life in the presence of God. Physically, emotionally, mentally and spiritually at home with God for all eternity. Jesus continues in Revelation chapter 22 verse 15. He states that outside the city of God, his throne and his kingdom, there are dogs, which means ones of impure mind, sorcerers, sexually immoral, murderers, idolaters, and lovers of lies. Jesus is revealing that those who have chosen to align themselves with evil by rejecting Jesus, rejecting God, have their identity in what they chose to align themselves with. With this list, Jesus contrasts the difference in choosing to receive his identity in saying yes to him, yes to God, and rejecting Jesus, rejecting God. Who we choose to worship determines our identity and our destiny. Rejecting God is effectively choosing to have one's identity in evil and becoming defined by evil. In a letter written by the Apostle John, he reveals who is the liar and lover of lies. In 1 John chapter 2, verses 22 to 23. Who is a liar but he who denies that Jesus is the Christ? He is Antichrist who denies the Father and the Son. Whoever denies the Son does not have the Father either. He who acknowledges the Son has the Father also. Back to Jesus' last words in today's text. Jesus refers to himself as the root and the offspring of David, the bright and morning star. In that moment in human history, when God chose to become one of us, he chose to be from the human lineage of David. Earlier in the book of Revelation, the elders in heaven around the throne declare, Do not weep. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, 
has prevailed to open the scroll and to loose its seven seals. Then together with the four living creatures, the elders sang a new song about Jesus, the root or offspring of David. They sang, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood, out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation. Jesus is God's Messiah, the Eternal One who became human, from the lineage of David, and is the only one who brings salvation and healing to the nations. He is also the only one who can judge evil, and he is coming back to eliminate it for all eternity. Jesus also referred to himself as the bright morning star. The night darkness is the darkest just before sunrise. In contrast to the darkest darkness, the morning star shines its brightness just before dawn of a new day. Peter, an apostle who was there with the other apostles, John and James, when Jesus walked the earth as a man, testifies of a moment when Jesus revealed his majestic future glory to them. 2 Peter, chapter 1, verses 16 to 19. For we did not follow cunningly devised fables when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For he received from God the Father honour and glory when such a voice came to him from the excellent glory. This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. And we heard this voice which came from heaven when we were with him on the holy mountain. And so we have the prophetic word confirmed, which you do well to heed as a light that shines in a dark place, until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Peter refers to the dawn of the new era that will happen when Jesus returns. It will be at that time that there will be no need of prophecy of Scripture, for all will be fulfilled in Jesus' coming. When Jesus returns in all his glory, we will physically, spiritually, emotionally, mentally be transformed and with him. His love for us will be perfected, fully, for all eternity. So until that day, as stated in Revelation chapter 22, verse 17, And the Spirit and the Bride say, Come. And let him who hears say, Come. And let him who thirsts come. Whoever desires, Let him take the water of life freely. Amen. For more information and free resources, visit our website, jesuslovestheworld.info. Be blessed, empowered and transformed in Jesus' name.